Sit Still with Sierra is all about helping you, the listener, become a more introspective, self-aware version of you. I'm your host, Sierra Lyons, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Hello, friends, and welcome if you haven't been here before, or welcome back if you have been here before. I'm your host, Sierra Lyons, and thank you so much for tuning in to Sit Still with Sierra. I hope you're having a beautiful night or morning, whatever time you're listening to this, and I hope that you got a chance to listen to the previous two episodes um, of the podcast because this is the final episode for the Living a Creative Life series. So basically, I did a three-part series. This is the third episode talking all about creativity, the importance of hobbies, the importance of making time to have those creative outlets and those spaces, all those good things. So if you missed the previous two episodes, you can go back and listen on whatever podcast listening platform you're listening on right now. Um, I'm coming off of a very exciting birthday celebration weekend. I celebrated my 22nd birthday this past week, and it was a whole lot of fun. Celebrated it with my family, and then I'm celebrating with a couple, uh, with a few friends, and so I'm very excited to... This is actually really funny because my birthday is at the end of April, and so every single year that I've been in school, which is like my whole life, um, there's always like standardized testing or exam week, but because of coronavirus, uh, my university, we didn't have spring break this year, and so to kind of offset that, they ended the semester a week early, so instead of exam week being the week of my birthday, it ended a week before. So this is the first time ever that I can remember ever um, of being a student, not having testing or exams or something like that the week of my birthday. So that was already a great present, but I've been having a really good week celebrating. Um, I went to Disney for my birthday, celebrated that with my family, and then this episode premieres... um, the morning of the day that I will be celebrating a little bit more with a few friends. So I am so excited that I am getting a real break after this very, very tiresome semester. Getting a break, I'm getting to do things that I love, do do things that I enjoy, and this is like perfect timing for me to have this whole series going on talking about creativity and hobbies um, because I have a real break before my last three classes as a student. Um, which will start at the end of June, June 21st. So I have a really huge chunk of a break and I'm definitely going to be using this time. Yes, I will still be freelancing and doing journalism things, attending conferences, fellowships, all that good stuff. But I'm definitely taking this time to first get rest. Um, That's another episode that I talked about. Um, That's another episode um, talking about the importance of rest and knowing your limits. Um, so go back and listen to that if you didn't listen to that. But I'm definitely going to be going to be taking the time. I'm so excited. I'm like talking way too fast and jumbling all my words. But I'm definitely going to take the time to get real rest during this like a little over a month break that I have. And I'm also going to be using this time for creative outlets to work on some hobbies, some new and old ones, and to take time to be outside and to safely be with friends and all that good stuff. So I'm just so excited about the summertime. Um, I'm so excited for, you know, little day trips, little road trips with friends. I'm excited to be back home for a little bit um, for a couple weeks or a few weeks at a time. Um, I'm excited to 
paint and to go biking and to visit all of my favorite local coffee shops back in my hometown. So I'm just super excited about the summertime. I don't have to be doing, you know, something super elaborate and extravagant every single day, but just the downtime that I so, so desperately need after the semester is what I'm looking forward to. So you can connect with me on Instagram at sit still with Sierra. Let me know what you're doing this summer or what you're doing um, to give yourself rest and to kind of just take a break and to kind of detox. If you aren't a student, if you just work full time, then let me know what you're doing maybe on the weekends or whatever days that you don't have to work to give yourself some downtime to relax, relate, release. If you're a Different World fan or a Debbie Allen fan, you get that reference. But relax, relate, release this season and definitely give yourself a break. We have, the pandemic is not over by any means, but it's been over a year at this point and we have made made it through over a year. So that is a blessing. That is something to celebrate. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that they have to have their perfect beach body for the summertime. Listen, you just made it through over a year of a pandemic. Yes, we're still going through it, but you just made it through that. You deserve to go to the beach and be happy and live your life and relax and look however you look, okay? That is what I'm telling myself. Even though um, one of my summer things that I want to do is this 30-day workout program from like a local um, gym. There's a local trainer that I want to work with and I'm going to do that starting in May. So it will be May 1st when you're hearing this episode, but that is something else that I'm looking forward to. But I'm just excited about the summer. Um, I've never been one to make like a summer bucket list. Actually, I did do that once and then I barely did anything on it. I did a lot of fun things that summer, but I definitely didn't hit the things on my list. But I definitely have, I guess you can say little goals of things that I want to do this summer, um, personal growth things, as well as just relaxation things and fun things I want to try with friends. And yeah, so this is a very long intro, but this goes right into what we're talking about. Like I said, um, my personal life and my series for the podcast are very parallel right now. So it's all just a good time. But to wrap up this Living a Creative Life series, I want to talk about killing perfectionism and not allowing it to kill your creativity. Now, I was thinking, you know, how should I wrap up this series? I talked about Big Magic. I did a book review of Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I talked about hobbies. I talked about so many good things. I was like, how do I want to end this series so that if this is the only thing that they remember from the series, that it'll be like finishing on a high note. And I thought, you know what? I have a perfect little life lesson, a perfect little anecdote of something that I was talking about with my mom um, last week. And so I think this is the perfect way to end this series is to talk about perfectionism and to talk about why you need to kill it and not let it kill your creativity. So here's a little funny story about me. Um, <laughs> I have always been a very peculiar person. I've, I have been very type A. I was a very type A child. So I really loved reading. Like that was my thing as a kid. Didn't care for coloring. I hated coloring. I will get into that. That's the story. But I hated coloring. I hated anything that was art in that way, like painting. Um, and so I just loved to read. I loved going outside, making mud pies with my sister. I liked doing all sorts of, you know, kitty things. But when it came to coloring and art, I hated it. So for K-5, I was homeschooled because my two older sisters, they were homeschooled. Um, I think when I started out, my second oldest sister, Faith, was in the fourth grade, and then my 
oldest sister Kendra I want to say the 10th grade I'm probably getting that wrong because that requires math to remember what grade they were in and I'm not good at math so let's just say they were somewhere around that age but they were homeschooled and they were actually learning things you know as a k-fiver you do learn but you don't learn obviously as extensively as elementary and high school so I a big part of I guess my curriculum as a k-5 student being homeschooled was coloring and that just wasn't happening for me um, like I said I was a very type a child I knew exactly what I wanted and exactly what I didn't um, and I was a little bit of a perfectionist not gonna lie ever since I was a little kid and so um, I <laughs> I'll give you the perfect example. When we would have homemade hamburgers, like we'd have hamburger night at the house, cheeseburgers, whatever, I had, you know, four-year-old hands that couldn't necessarily grip the bun and patty and blah, blah, blah perfectly. So the top bun would always slip. And so I would somehow, every single time, I would end up with more bun left or less bun left than the patty and the bottom bun. And so that bothered me deeply that it wasn't the same shape. So I would cry until my mom or dad would take one of the, the top buns from the pack, which would leave us with an uneven number. And they would have to cut out the shape of my patty and bottom bun to match it. So that's just a little glimpse of like, I was a little bit of a perfectionist as a child. Um, I also didn't take naps at all as a child because I thought that, that was... A waste of time and I hated doing it I was like why should I turn off my brain in the middle of the day when I can just wait until I go to sleep at night so I never napped as a child I still don't nap to this day the only time I nap is if I am sick I'm pretty sure you're wondering what this has to do with anything but please follow me like it's all gonna make sense I'm trying to paint you a picture of how I was a perfectionist for the majority of my life up until about a couple years ago um, and by a couple I mean like last year <laughs> um, but you need to, you need the full picture of the type of child I was to understand why this is such a big revelation for me. So I didn't take naps because I was like, that's a waste of time. Why would I do that when I could just be awake? So I never napped unless I was sick. That's, that still remains true today. I hate napping. I think that it is a waste of turning off my brain to take a nap. So I only do it if I'm sick. But that's just a little glimpse of who I was. So I made my parents cut the top bun I was very particular when I would order things at restaurants. They had to cut the edges off of the sliced pickles because I didn't like how crunchy it was. Um, also, when I was in middle school, I would always finish my work early. And some of my classes were in the library because we I went to like a small private middle school uh, slash elementary school too. And so some of the classrooms like sizes were smaller and we would be in the library. And so if I would ever finish my work early, I would read legal guides. So again, this is just a picture of the peculiar person that I am. But back to not wanting to do art as a K-5 homeschool student. So now that you have kind of an inside scoop as to the weird child that I was, you can understand why I hated coloring So and art. And so basically, I hated coloring for two reasons. One, I probably had the wrong technique because my wrist will always hurt. And so I was like, this is not fun because my wrist hurts. And then two, if I ever went outside of the lines, I mean, just even a tiny bit, like just barely outside of the lines on accident, I would say, oh, the whole picture is ruined. I hate it. I messed up. It's not good. And I don't want to do it anymore. So I never colored. Anytime that was a part of my curriculum for K-5 homeschool curriculum, my poor mom, I'm so sorry, mom, if you're listening, I would cry and be like, no, I'm not, I don't want to color. I would go read instead. 
Um, and so I never colored. It was literally like World War III in my home trying to get me to color. I did not want to do it. Even when I started going to public school and then I ended up going to private school later on, I never liked coloring. I always tried to avoid it at all costs. But I didn't like it. Not like take away the whole wrist hurting thing because I just had bad technique. But the fact that if I went outside of the lines just a little bit because I was a perfectionist, I'd be like, it's not perfect anymore. It's ugly. I messed up and I hate it. So I didn't want to do it. And so for years, I hated art. Even when I was in high school, I had to take art as an elective because I ran out of electives to choose from. And so that was the inevitable class left for me to choose. And I remember she had a rule because you know she has hundreds of students you can't keep using up all the resources and starting over and so her rule was that we're only allowed to start over one time if we mess up well me being a perfectionist messed i was terrible at art because i refused to do it my whole life so i was, I was terrible at it or so i thought so i definitely messed up more than once and <laughs> i doubt my art teacher's ever going to listen to this but if she is what's up sorry that i did this but when she wasn't looking I would actually go into her supply closet and get new supplies and start over like I'm talking like four or five times because I would mess up and my friend sitting next to me would be like you're starting over again and I'd be like yep I am because it's not perfect and I also really struggled in that class I remember she gave me a C on one assignment and I was very distraught because I was like I don't make C's how am I getting a C in an art elective I thought art was like you know subjective so you can't really mess it up but I'm saying all this to say I went my whole life hating art, thinking I sucked at it, and not wanting to do it because I was like, either I have to be perfect at it or like perfect or nothing, like all or nothing. Either I'm going to be the best that I can very be at every single thing that I want to do in life or I'm not going to do it at all because I don't want it to not be perfect. I want to be the best. And somewhere along the line, I'm not really sure when, but a couple years ago, I slowly started letting go. I think college is what did it for me because college is challenging. You're not always going to get a 100 on every assignment, blah, 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 whatever. So I think that college is what did it for me as far as letting go of perfectionism some. But somewhere along the way, and also just growing up, you mature, you realize you can't do it all. You're not a superwoman. And so I began to let go of these different ideals of perfectionism. I started realizing that it was kind of like a control thing. I wanted to always be in control, always be perfect, yada, yada, yada. And so <laughs> I started letting that go because inevitably you can't be perfect. Nobody's perfect. And I had to ask myself why I want it to be perfect. I was like, you know, why do I want to be perfect 100% of the time? Like, what do I get out of this, basically? And so I slowly have started to let it go. I have let it go so much now as far as looking perfect, having perfect grades 24-7. My thing is, is if I try... Okay, the grades thing is still a little hard. I get into arguments with my professors, but I'm letting it go because I'm like, if I try my very best and I get a grade, whether it's a B or an A, at least I tried my best. I really gave it all I could give. Um, as far as my looks, I'm like, you know what? I'm allowed to look like this. I don't have to look perfect 24-7. I don't have to have my hair perfectly styled. My makeup doesn't have to be on. My clothes don't have to be perfect, whatever. I definitely let the whole looks thing go because I hate waking up early to do my hair or do my makeup. So that definitely was easy to let go of. But when it comes to doing things, whether it's hobbies or if it's something for a competition, I don't know. I really struggle with perfectionism. And then I realized that perfectionism really has killed creativity for me because I will not do something like art. I won't color. I won't paint if I can't be perfect at it. 
And recently, if you listened to the previous two episodes, I talked about how I've picked up painting in the past couple months and how it's really been therapeutic for me. Like I have really enjoyed sitting down at the park or sitting down in my room or sitting down with friends and painting. I even went to painting with the twist um, the weekend of Valentine's Day with some friends. And I'm looking at the painting right now. No, is it perfect? No, it wasn't exactly like the instructor's painting, but I did pretty dang good. And it was fun. It, it wasn't necessarily about it being perfect. It was about having fun. It was about expressing myself. It was about putting my own little twist on the artwork and I really enjoyed it. And now I have a little stack of, of canvases that I've painted on my desk sitting across from me, but I really enjoyed painting in the past few months. And I know that story was extremely long and you're probably freaked out about the kind of child that I was and the kind of human that I still am. But I say all of that to say is that perfectionism kills creativity. Perfectionism kills so many things, like not just creativity, it kills joy, it kills living in the moment, it kills opportunities to just have new experiences. It kills so much. Perfectionism is a disease and I'm here with the anecdote, I'm here with the medicine, the, the antibiotic, the, the cure to perfectionism is realizing that basically, first off, you're not gonna be perfect at everything, that's impossible. And second, what is the actual, like, what is the actual reward if you were perfect at everything? Like, say you woke up tomorrow and you did everything perfectly that you sought out to do the whole world isn't going to stop and like give you a round of applause if you do you're probably going to be very tired because being perfect 24 7 is really challenging um and again it's near impossible so you're probably not even gonna be able to do it but once i realized that perfectionism was keeping me from doing things that i enjoy and doing things that bring me joy and happiness that is when i really started to let go of it and now i really really love painting i still don't like coloring um baby steps Maybe that is because of the whole wrist situation, but I'm getting there and I'm realizing that being creative, whether it's not just take away painting, if that's not your thing, fine. But if it's not painting, then playing an instrument or if it's not playing an instrument, then then reading, like being an avid reader. What I'm realizing is that you don't have to be the perfect reader that reads books you know, a, a new book every week, or you don't have to be the perfect pianist who plays a song with zero errors. If it's something that you like doing, and if it's something that brings you joy, then don't let this this lie of perfectionism keep you from doing it. And don't let it f make you freeze and make you back out of doing things because you're not perfect or because you don't appear perfect. I had to realize that for myself, and I think that this could help people because I know that some people that are, um, if you're like me who at times you can be very much in your head, then it can really keep you from enjoying doing things. Okay, I'll use, <laughs> I'll use an example of gardening. So I'm a terrible plant mom. I hope that if you have a green thumb and you're listening to this that you can maybe help me with this um, because I would like to be a good plant mom. I'm just not. However, being a perfectionist and learning and and per and furthering your craft is two separate things so i'm not saying being perfect all the time but learning the skill learning the hobby learning the creative outlet that those are two separate things so reading about gardening looking at pinterest watching videos doing things to get better and be a better plant mom have a better green thumb that is not being a perfectionist. A perfectionist is I will only garden if my plants are 
perfect 100% of the time, if this produces me fruit the way it should 100% of the time, that's the difference. I think that learning and taking time to better your craft and being a perfectionist are on on different ends of the spectrum. So I'm not saying, if you're listening to this, I'm not saying, oh, don't try and become better at what you're doing. I'm just saying don't let perfectionism and this lie that you have to be the absolute best at all times at this craft or this thing that you like doing, don't let that keep you from doing it. Because I, looking back on my life, I I try not to live my life with regrets, but there are so many things that I could have and should have and would have done if I didn't let perfectionism keep me from doing it. Like, I wasn't on organized sports teams in high school, but I had the potential to be a really good basketball player in high school or a volleyball player, and I didn't do it because I was like, well, I'm not going to be the point guard for the basketball team, so I don't want to do it. Or I was like, you know, I'm I'm a tall girl, but I'm not the tallest girl, so I don't want to do it. I want to be perfect at it. And I'm letting that go. That's such a waste of time, such a waste of sitting by and letting good opportunities pass you by. Don't let perfectionism kill your creativity and keep you from doing the things that you love. So that is my, that was a very long anecdote. It was a very long personal story, but hopefully that gave you insight um, as to the type as to the type of person I am and kind of help you to better understand who I was growing up and who I am now and kind of seeing the differences. Um, I definitely don't cut my bun in the right shape anymore if I mess it up. I just pop that thing in my mouth and just chew it and swallow and eat it and let it be. Um, I definitely also don't do the whole thing where I read legal guides um, in my free time. <laughs> so I've definitely progressed, I would like to think. But I hope that this episode helped you. I hope this story helped you. Um, And if you're a perfectionist, I understand. I see you. I still have those moments, especially when it comes to grades, where I struggle with perfectionism. But I'm learning to let it go one step at a time. And there really is no secret. Well, unless there is a secret and somebody wants to tell me. I feel like there's no, like, secret way to get rid of perfectionism. I feel like the only thing that has really helped me is to just... like mentally tell myself that I don't have to be perfect I don't have to be perfect I don't have to be perfect that has been the only way that's truly helped me because the more I say it and get it inside of my head the more it helps um but once I realize that I don't have to be perfect at thing a or thing b that helps me to live in the moment and enjoy it so much more so with that being said, I am starting scrapbooking. Um, I am going on a couple trips. I've been on a couple trips the past month, and I'm going to take you know little day trips and just have fun with my friends and family this summer. Um, I will be fully vaccinated next week, um, and so I'm going to document my summer, document the season of life that I'm in. I'm going to scrapbook. Is it going to be perfect like the Pinterest gals? No, but I'm going to have fun doing it because it's something I want to do absolutely. So I hope this encourages you and kind of just gives you a reminder if you needed the reminder that you don't have to be perfect at whatever skill or whatever hobby it is that you have. Don't let it kill your creativity. Kill perfectionism in whatever way you need to and allow yourself to thrive and live a creative life. I hope you all enjoy this series. I can't wait for what's in store. We are almost at the one the the Sitsa would we are almost at Sitsa with Sierra's first birthday, so I'm so excited to continue to produce content 
for the podcast, continue to learn and grow about podcasting. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with a friend or two. And remember to follow the podcast on Instagram at SidStillWithSierra. You will hear me in two weeks in episode 25. Talk to you later. Bye.